Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Luke John Louis, uh, <clears throat> the host of the Deep Voiceman Show. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we have a treat in store for you guys. Uh, our guest is Dr. Francis M. Bunya, and he is a business and book writing coach. Uh, he helps coaches, healers, uh, entrepreneurs, and experts write and publish a profitable client conversion book that grows their business in 90 days. Uh, he is a five-time author himself, and he brings together diverse experiences across multiple industries and an integrated blend of premium assessment and development products. Uh, clients can expect nothing less than the best. And uh, he also has a Ph.D. from the University of Antwerp and several certifications. Uh, he also gives back by volunteering at the Forgotten Green Heroes. It's an NGO that's all about economic empowerment uh, for indigenous people uh, through agriculture. And so uh, we are very fortunate to have him here. Uh, he's a very busy man, so he was able to carve out some time in his pack schedule to sit down and have a chat with us. Uh, so we are very fortunate and blessed. Um, thank you so much for coming on as a guest. And I guess to start off, can you tell us about your background and how you first gravitated towards doing what you do today? Thank you very much, Luke, and I'm happy to be here today. Um, a bit about my background, I'm originally from Central Africa, uh, specifically from Cameroon, and I developed a passion in non-profit development and in community development, and which is uh, dated back to 2006, and one of the stuff I really enjoy doing that has uh, also enabled me to travel to several countries and why I found myself in the United States is the fact that I always look at what can I do to add value to the life of people. So my focus is on value-added business or value-added book writing. And I remember when I was young at five and I grew up in a very small jungle village. There were no electricity, no fancy buildings and care. When I went to... um the, the the kindergarten within my first day and I came back and asked my mom I had my teacher talk about all of this good stuff why don't we have it and she couldn't really give me a clear answer though and I told myself okay you know what when I grow up I want to make sure that I provide this community with all of that and that's been like my passion that has driven me to get into the space of non-profit uh, did a master's in sustainable development just understanding how humans interact with your community and what can really uh, help them to be sustainable. And I also did a doctorate in development studies where I also look at the different institutions that interact in the space of development. More specifically, I'm passionate about the pro-poor and those who are like really down here in the community. Why is it that they're not able to benefit from the resources that are available to them? and what are some of the rights and restrictions and all when not, which is what really uh, stepped me into the space of uh, business coaching and book writing uh, from aspect of what can we do to help someone that is in business take their business to the next level without really bothering about his capital, getting loans, and all of that. And the same concept is what I also bring in what I call book writing for entrepreneurs, and kind of stepping back to the fact that 
when people think about book writing, they think about a whole lot of time. They think about time consumption and other stuff. And I, I kind of bring in an added value that if you think as an entrepreneur, then you want to look at the profit and what you're doing. And if you can see profit, don't do it. So this has been like the, the, the background to where I am right now. Wow, wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, so you are <clears throat> from Central Africa, uh, Cameroon uh, area specifically from that nation, and I've um, always wanted to visit Africa. Uh, at some point soon I will. And you, you said before that you're all about trying to add value to others, and I, I, you know, and that's why I suppose you're all about helping others. You, you're involved with nonprofits, and and you, you know, have education in that area about you know helping people and whatnot. And I could tell that's your passion because I could feel the passion in your voice. And um, it's it's interesting how you, you developed this drive when you were a young child and you noticed that there weren't, you know, so many fancy things and you went to your mother and she may not have had the best answer, but you, you said that you wanted to figure it out for yourself and, and so you can provide your community with that. And that's amazing. And it's interesting how you help entrepreneurs. Uh, you help businesses reach that next level uh, with book writing. And, you know, someone once told me that the book is the best business card out there. Uh <laughs> I, I believe that to be true, <laughs> um, but so yeah. many um, <laughs> so many entrepreneurs think it takes a lot of time to write a book. But my understanding is you help yeah. entrepreneurs write a book, and sometimes upwards in just two days, right? In some cases, um, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, that's incredible. So, um, so obviously you've gotten a lot of results uh, for for folks. Uh, but I'm curious. Obviously, we all. Um, we all had to deal with something very unexpected, uh, the um, uh, the pandemic. And so I'm curious, uh, how would you describe the current state of affairs with business and entrepreneurialism? And um, and what challenges has the pandemic posed, if any? Hmm. That's a very interesting question. I think a lot of people are also asking themselves the, that question. What, what, what does the future hold for me? And what going to happen with all what is going on. And I also think um, a perfect example dealing with that question because prior to COVID, I was more in pure business coaching, working with uh, uh, companies on the added value business coaching opportunity where I was helping them identify uh, the gaps that they had and the untapped resources that they could leverage to add more value in terms to step up the revenue. And uh, book writing wasn't really my main stuff during that period. But when the pandemic hit, all of these companies were closed down, which means that business was also closed down for me. Mm -hmm. Now, I I could sit back and say, you know what, I'm just going to wait until when things get back to normal. And when I came back, I sat on my desk and I was like, okay, what now? Uh, No business for as long as uh, the lockdown was. I said, okay. And I went back to my note and I started looking. What are some of the aspects which people really connected with when they met me? And I realized majority of the people who connected to me said, oh, wow, we saw that you wrote a book, uh, Skyrocket Your Business is Zero Cost. And I was wondering, is there something as business as zero cost? So I said I should talk to you and see what exactly that means and how that could help. 
me. And I said, okay, so what if I can help other entrepreneurs write a book that also put them in a spotlight? It means that they will also be able to get more attention and attract more business. And now, going back to the question on what the pandemic posed for in the, in the space of entrepreneurs, a lot of stuff has shifted. And we go back to the way we normally do the networking, going out there on, on every morning, the coffee in the evening, where we're having roundtable conferences. We don't longer do that. I was shifted to, to Zoom. And now, for, for me, as an entrepreneur, this is the way I look at it. I look at it not as a challenge. I look at it as an opportunity for, for everyone to rethink on what if I'm not able to have that opportunity to be in the same space with my prospects and I really find them without having going somewhere where I meet people and I can see them physically. And that's exactly uh, one of the key questions I do when, when I help entrepreneurs really figure out what's going to be the main purpose of their book. It's like, okay, who, who are you selling to? Can you find them somewhere online? Can you uh, get up in the morning and you pick up a phone and you're able to reach about five people that you really want to talk to. So it's giving us the opportunity to rethink specifically who we want to meet and to be able to look at what is the value that we need to create in order to meet these people. And on the other side, yeah, it's taking a lot of people out of business. It's taking most, especially those that they, uh, uh, what I call them, uh, those at the at the minority level, I don't always like to use that word because I don't so much believe on the minority level. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I look at those at the disadvantages level, those that uh, because the restaurants were shut down, all of them lost their business, and also the restaurants that were shut down. And what what are opportunities available for them now? And that is where we need to come in with 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 creativity with creativity on, okay, if I'm doing this business, I'm shut down. What other opportunities are available for me? So I'm actually switched to, um, to, to, to delivery. Some actually switched to other different forms of trying to create uh, uh, more opportunities for their, for, for, for their business. So it puts every entrepreneur at the spot where at every given point, you're thinking, what if this opportunity sees today? Can mm-hmm. I rebound that? What is my what is my capacity to recreate what I'm doing in a different dimension? Or what is my capacity to pivot what I'm doing at a different level? So it's a game, it's a lose, but for each individual it's an opportunity to think beyond what we do on a normal daily basis. Wonderful. Um, thank you so much for that. And it's interesting. Uh, so you talked about how prior to the pandemic, you were more of a business coach than a book writing coach. Uh, you had a little yeah. bit of the book writing going on, but it was mostly focused on business coaching. You were working with different firms and companies. But um, when the pandemic hit, you sort of had to pivot. You had to adjust. And yeah. you focus. You realize there was an opportunity. You saw the opportunity to go into book writing, um, and 
help folks. Now, my understanding is when an entrepreneur writes uh, has a book, uh, they're seen more as an authority. It it, it de- definitely helps to increase revenue and profits and whatnot. And yeah. so that that's amazing uh, that you help entrepreneurs in, in that regard. And, you know, it's interesting. They say life is 10% uh, what happens to you and 90% how you respond. And that's right. <laughs> you're living that's right. for that. You responded yeah. uh, well. Um, obviously, some businesses decided, uh, unfortunately, to shut shut down and shutter their doors permanently, and, and that's unfortunate. But the mm-hmm. same type of businesses, sometimes with the same going through the same crisis, were able to adjust, and they were able to survive. In some cases, thrive and do very well, and have you know some restaurants actually did great um, yeah. because they made adjustments, even though that interest, industry was hard hit. So. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Now, you mentioned the word creativity, which is great. You have to come up with an idea uh, when it comes to adjusting. And I think, you know, the most successful people have said that, you know, uh, something along the lines, like Winston Churchill once said, with a crisis, there's an opportunity. And, um, I, you know, I think that's definitely true. Uh, you know, you're living proof of that. And um, it, it's interesting um, that, uh, that this pandemic happened. It was tough. But some people were able to write it out better than others. Um, I'm curious, though. Uh, obviously, there'll be a time the pandemic goes away, uh, for the most yeah. part. Ho- hopefully, sooner rather than later, with the, with the vaccine and whatnot. Um, where do you see things in the future? Where do you see yourself in that future? Hmm. Yeah, it's a question uh, a lot of people are actually asking. We things definitely go back to the normal like we we really used to be. I don't think uh, things are ever going to be the same again. And this is this is my reasoning behind it. Oh, shifting most of the businesses online have shut down the cost for so many people. A, pra- a practical example is me. I used to pay an office space of close to $500 every month. And when the pandemic was hit and the office was shut, I realized, hey, I could even have a better opportunity to work from home, and then uh, that's, I don't need to commute to work every day. Like, okay, I'm saving quite some money here, and I'm still able to do the things I could do uh, at the office while at home. I just needed to readjust to the uh, uh, opportunity. And we also have many companies that have shifted to leveraging uh, uh, employees that they can work from home which is a means that they could really uh, 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 save a lot when it comes to their space, when it comes to uh, when it comes to the expenditures that are kind of uh, they will have to deal with in accommodating the space. They have to do all of that. So I see kind of an introduction of a new way of doing things. This might kind of be, I'll say. Uh, kind of an improvement when we, when things are going back to normal, but we are still going to see uh, many businesses that we're seeing now have now understood the importance of leveraging digital marketing, leveraging their online presence. So it has introduced a new way of doing things, and I think people are now comfortable and already accepting that uh, we have to do more of online, and we mm-hmm. have not been. But we also see online platform also shifting. For instance, uh, I, was, I was on a podcast about two days ago. I said, normally, if you were to put a post on 
Facebook, you probably have about a hundred of your friends reacting. Mm. And now you're not even sure to get ten people reacting. The space is considerably congested and people scrambling. So if you can pay, uh, you also see the digital space getting expensive, which mm. means that if we're also shifting online, we also have to take that into consideration and see how we can do a balance. Um, mm. There's going to be a big shift, digital space. The digital space is also getting congested, which also pushes us to think about credibility and authenticity that is going to separate us from uh, any other person out there. So which is pushing us to do more in terms of creating value, but also helping us to look at this is a good way to get costs, just to uh, uh, work within a very limited space and using the online platform. Wonderful. So obviously uh, what you were describing is that we'll never go back to the way things were right before the pandemic. That world is gone and we have a new normal, so to speak, uh, we'll be going back to. And you mentioned how a lot of people obviously working from home, they're saving a lot of time on, on commuting and, and money, of course. And uh, I think studies have shown that people actually work longer hours than they're working from home. And I think a lot of employers, of course, like that. And they no longer have to rent out an office building. And so yeah. obviously, right, um, you mentioned more things are happening online. I think you mentioned earlier that you, you communicate with people free, more uh, with Zoom and whatnot. I think those Zoom kind of meetings are never going to go away. I think Zoom's going to be part of our lives for forever, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> And which is a great thing because it allows you to talk with talk to people and communicate with people from the far reaches of the world as long as they have internet. And so I think, but obviously there are some issues with online and whatnot. And so there's still going to be, a, uh, uh, I think, a need for face-to-face communication. But you're still going right. to have you still have a both, so to speak. Um, you'll have a hybrid. You'll still have, I guess, face-to-face and obviously online. So. Um, definitely. Um, thank you so much for that. Now, um, my understanding is that uh, some people, they may not see the point in um, writing a book or having a book uh, to promote themselves or having someone help them write it and whatnot. Um, I'm curious, if someone is, is hesitant um, to have a book to promote themselves or to have a business coach, they may be skeptical of why should I pay for a business coach to help me uh, so what would you say to them? Uh, yeah, so thank you for that question. It's a very important one because there's so many people that do not yet understand the importance of coaching. And most often they feel like, I already have everything I need. I definitely do not need someone to help me through. Uh, I'm going to kind of roll back to before I became a coach and also why I went into the space of uh, uh, book writing, coaching. Before I became a coach, I was a writer, and I used to really write for inspiration and motivation. And then when I wanted to launch my own coaching business, I started writing a book. And I wrote that book for two years, and it did not finish. I was still writing. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. when when I went online, I was watching a video on YouTube, and I came across an advert like, hey, it's possible to write and publish a book in nine weeks, and I said, no way, this can be so. <laughs> uh, I happened to like, I, I like to take risks. I, I, I went in, I see it in the application. I had opportunity to 
actually meet Dr. Angela, which was my coach uh, well, by then. And I got into a program of book writing. Within nine weeks, my book was done and published. Mm-hmm. And now, this is something, uh, before then, I've written three books. And now the fourth one was taking two years. Now, this is something, without a coach, probably I would still be working on that book. When that book was published, this is one thing that I, it was not just the way I used to write my own book. But this was designed in a, in a way that helped me to get more clarity on who I should meet and why I should meet them and how are they important in my business and how are they going to help me take my revenue to the next level and what are the different strategies I can implement to market myself, not just an, as an author, but as an entrepreneur. When I went in for that uh, book writing program. That's what enabled me to launch my coaching business full-time. And that is why I could easily see a lot of strength when uh, during the pandemic when the pure business coaching wasn't moving. I said, hey, I struggle with this. And this helped me to launch a business full-time. This is a great tool for anyone that is struggling in business and that's struggling with processes and systems. So what if I did not hire a coach? Probably I will still be working full-time, maybe trying to fit into the space of coaching, and it's kind of really hectic. And now, the only reason people, someone is going to think that they don't need a coach, number one, they're not aware of what is the gap they need to fill. I spoke to uh, the, 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 one of these great scientists, um, um, working with him on his book, and he's worked with some of these great companies out here in the United States for more than 40 years. So he's really, and then when I sat down with him and we're going through his book process, he said, there is something I thought I actually understood all the dynamics of what it takes to be in business or uh, what it takes to really write a book that really different. But when every day when I sit with you, I think there is a lot I still need to learn. Now, this is someone that has, been in and out, has coached many people, has uh, been a CEO of a company that's about 117 people. Mm. Now, when he comes to and need someone help, you open yourself to learn new stuff that's going to help you move faster. When I opened up to let Dr. Angela coach me for my book, it wasn't the fact that I did not know how to write a book. I had three books published before I met mm. her. But she introduced a new dimension that has become a massive business for me today. So mm. that is just an indication that your need for a coach is how fast you want to go. If you don't want, if you're okay with uh, the space you're going and you don't want to go anywhere uh, beyond that, that's fine. You definitely don't need a coach. But a coach only comes in to take you to the next level. And this is the reason why it's important. The biggest challenge of entrepreneurs or people that are in any space is accountability. If you could hold yourself accountable, you can go as fast as you can. And self-accountability is a very big challenge because I could set a goal now to probably uh, go out and do some exercise and I could cancel it. But if I actually paid a personal trainer, and I know that if I cancel this session, I'm going to lose my money, I will be pushed to go. Mm. So, what would result action 
coaches get you to take the action that gives you the result without excuses. So, and which is why coaches are different from counselors. Coaches are not counselors. Coaches don't take excuses. They, they push you to do what you need to do to get the result. So, many people have not been used to the concept of coaching. Uh, they've been used to the concept of just implementing what is in their space because we have been used to the corporate because that's what that's how we've been trained why we go to school or oh, do this do this and it's kind of just the normal if you want to take to the next step to the next level my advice is that you you need a coach and that coach is not because the coach probably know more than you it's because the coach is going to guide you for you to use what you know best to do to go faster and for you mm. to take actions that is going to skyrocket what you want to do in a very limited amount of time. Wow. Thank you so much for that. Um, that is amazing. So I love the idea of accountability because no one can hold you accountable like a human being can. You know, a, a book, you know, reading a self-help book or a magazine article or a blog or a social media post, those things can't hold you accountable the way a living, breathing human being who knows what he or she's talking about can, like a coach. So I think that's huge. And uh, the accountability is, is one of the keys to success, uh, according to many studies done. Uh, so they help you to skyrocket, as you mentioned. I love that word. And, and it's in, in a limited amount of time. Uh, I spoke with one person who uses a coach who said that because of using a coach, she was able to shave years, shave, cut off years from her learning curve in, in progress. And yeah. um, I think that's, that's actually a fairly typical common result. And so I think that's amazing. And I think when people need to realize that paying for a coach is an investment uh, that comes back to you, right, with a higher ROI. And I think more and more people, I, you know, I think everyone should have a coach, whether it's a business coach or, or a life coach, uh, mm-hmm. because so many people think that, well, I could do it on my own. I could read books on how to help my business or whatever. But there are so many books out there, but people aren't implementing or using <laughs> what they read, they may not implement it. So something about a coach holding you accountable. You mentioned uh, without without excuses. Uh, yeah. So the and the difference between a coach and a counselor. Um, so I think uh, I think more and more people are realizing the importance of coaching. And in fact, there's been an explosion in the amount of people who want to be a coach. Uh, so many coaches out there. So many people uh, who are also getting to the field of book writing because they understand the importance of books. As, a, as the most important business card you have. Um, I'm curious, uh, what kind uh, of advantage do you have as a coach and a book writer, as a business and book writing coach? Like what do you do different or better than maybe some others? I would say that is the, the most important part of me is who I am being authentic. And given the fact that I teach what I've been through and the result that, I've acquired. Now, I don't teach what I learned somewhere. Uh, being a book coach is the way I did my book and what helped me and how I was able to do it for nine weeks. And then before I did it for nine weeks, I was trying to do it for two years so I can show you what worked and what did not work. In business, myself, I've been in the business space for uh, as long as 2009. My first business I started in 2009, which is still in existence. I've done quite some ventures that I've made. I've done quite some ventures that have really been successful. 
So when I talk, I don't talk in terms of, oh, you need clarity, you need confidence. All of that is important. But I try to situate it into what has happened to me and how you can take advantage of that. So it's more like telling you my own track record. So when I, when I sit down to help you write a book, I'm bringing out the mistakes I did for six years, and I'm bringing it down to maybe one or two hours. So if you want to go on your way, probably I had people that say, you know what, I've been working on this idea for four years, five years. I understood that. So I could tell you, hey, I've been there, and this is what I did. Drop it down to nine weeks, and this is how I'm giving it to you. Now, if you choose to go back to it on your own, that's okay. So I'm not going to say, oh, I'm the best coach out there. No. I'm being authentic. People are going to identify with me. And if they need help, they're going to come to me. Uh, and this is the same for every coach. I, I teach them. I said, look, your most valuable asset is being you. People connect with your story and not with your expertise. People just want mm-hmm. people that can understand them for who they are and can help them. And not people that just want to create some kind of magical formula that doesn't exist. Uh, mm-hmm. Most often, when you look at the way digital, uh, the space of digital media is going, like, hey, you can use these in 45 minutes, you can make five mm-hmm. minutes. That doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't work. The person right. does that, it works for them because they put in 60 years. So mm-hmm. they can do it for the five minutes, and they're able to generate millions because of the 60 years they've put in not because mm. of the 45 minutes. And mm. those are some of the, uh, the, the, the reality we need to start telling ourselves and we need to start telling the people we have. So when you come to my space, I'm going to tell you, hey, we need to be awake. If you want me to be fancy, no, uh, that's not the way I, 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 I can go. That's not the way I roll. If you want to be ready to tell you exactly what works, um, you're not definitely going to do it in one day. You have to put it mm. in a time. So I would say mm. my authentic or my superpower is being authentic and that gives me the confidence that I'm sharing what I know and not what I think is popular. Mm. I love that. So this is something that you've been through yourself through personal experience and you're coming from that authentic space. Uh, You've done this yourself. Um, You you said that you've made the mistakes so you can boil down what what you've learned in six years into just you know, a short period of time within a matter of an hour or less to, uh, with clients. And uh, it's interesting how you said before you made these mistakes. You know, I, I was interviewing one guest who told me there's no such thing as failure, just learning experiences. And, yeah. and of course, if you can learn from the mistakes of others, that really helps speed up your learning curve. So, That's right. uh, yeah, and I, I like how you said that uh, it's important to, uh, you know, be you, people buy you, not so much your skills, but who you are as a person. So I, I definitely believe that to be true. And you said before it took you two years to make one book, but then you understood that the process of writing a book in, let's say, in a shorter period of time, like nine weeks. And so, you, of course, you've gone through those trials and, and, and tribulations and that experience and whatnot. So you can now go forth and help others and teach them what you've learned you know, you know, yourself. Uh, I think that's amazing. Um, I'm, I'm now, obviously, uh, one of the great ways for business owners to excel is through uh, n- networking and perhaps getting to a point where they mostly rely on referrals or solely rely on referrals. Now, now we met through networking on LinkedIn, right? 
And yeah. um, I, I was curious. Now, what networking advice would you have for entrepreneurs? And this also goes for people who are looking for a job, too. Yeah. Uh, the, the most important advice is uh, to build credibility and to build relationship rather than to ask for something. For instance, um, people connect with people that give value and that have value. The reason we're able to connect and we, we're having a, a really valuable conversation now is because we are offering something valuable. Now, when I was in the workspace, I occupied mostly uh, leadership positions. And this is the reason why. It wasn't because I was so smart. It was because at any point in time, when I, when I get into a space, the question I ask myself is, how can I be a valuable asset in a way that I cannot be easily replaceable, in a way that I cannot be easily kick out? The same thing, if I'm meeting you, I want to look at what you've done, and I want to see, hey, how can I contribute? So in the space of networking, uh, be authentic. Uh, don't 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 over communicate what you can do. Be authentic, and the people that uh, are definitely going to be hostile within that space. Majority of the people are the people that will be threatened with what you have. Like some people see other like, oh, if this this person is going to come into my space, they're going to take what I do, so I don't want to go close to you. And others are going to say, oh, you know what? Um, I, I don't really have time and other stuff. You, we have to accept that not everybody needs us. And we have to accept that uh, when we networking, we're finding common interests of people. So if someone says, no, um, I don't want it, someone says, oh, no, I don't care, it's definitely not about you. It's about your interest at that time. So it's an important aspect in networking. But most importantly, the authentic provide value. When you provide the right value, you're going to attract the people that need that value. Wonderful. Um, thank you so much for that. And I think that's excellent advice. Uh, you talked to, about earlier, I think, in the beginning about how you're all about adding value. So uh, in many ways, you're, I guess, a natural networker and because that's what it's all about. Um, that You talked about how credibility and providing value is, uh, leaves you in a better place than just you know requesting something right off the bat. And so... Um, and also, being someone who gives and adds value makes you uh, also hard to replace, uh, which is so important. And so uh, I think that's great advice. Uh, I'm all about uh, trying to provide value. That's why I started the podcast, so I can build relationships and start relationships by offering value, by uh, yeah. offering something. Uh, so, and this is something uh, advice I, I give to everyone to start a podcast, a great way to network and whatnot. Uh, I'm curious. What what advice would you give to someone who's interested in doing what you do, uh, being a business coach or a book writing coach? Um, what what should they do, and what do they need? Okay, the first thing is uh, getting into the space of coaching, or getting into the space of being giving advice independently. You might definitely not want to call yourself a coach or maybe mentor, but giving advice independently. The three things you need, uh, which, which are the, like, the main driving force of success, the passion, the purpose, and the potential. 
Now, the first thing is that do you have what it takes to do that? And are you passionate about doing it? For me, if you develop passion, now you can learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes you can learn without passion and you're going in for the money. It's definitely going to kick. The system will automatically kick you out. Mm-hmm. Why? Because if I'm coming to you, I'm not passionate about what I do. I'm going to try to sell services. I'm going to show you, oh, you should buy this. Oh, this is the reason you need this. And many people don't like to be pushed to buy. Mm-hmm. But if I have passion, I'm going to share why I'm passionate and why what I'm passionate uh, in doing can help you. I'm going to focus on showing you the gap. Why? Because even if you buy or you don't buy, I'm still going to do it. But if I'm in in the the space of just trying to sell, if I don't sell, I need to look for something that's like selling. And for you to be at a point of value, you need to understand that people are going out for value. When they see value, money is not an issue. And for Mm. you to provide authentic value, you need to have the passion. You need to have a mission. Now, the reason I started uh, as young as five, and I'm able to, I worked through, uh, I started my career as a wildlife biologist. But my my bigger goal was I need to have an impact within my community. So that has not changed. I'm navigated from a wildlife biologist. I went to a community development specialist where I was helping people to have a better relationship with the environment. I moved to looking at how institutions can interact with people and how businesses is focusing around there. See my interest in making better community. I shifted to project management and, and doing some exploration with National Geographic. See my interest in community development into the space of uh, business coaching and book writing. It's all connected to how can I make my community a better place. And that's my mission. So you realize that no matter how I might pivot around my journey of through my career, it's because there's a bigger goal I'm holding up to. For anyone who's interested, don't look at the media, don't look at the money, don't look at, oh, this is a fast-growing industry. Look at the long term. Where do you want to go? Is it going to take you to where you want to go? If it's going to take you to where you want to go, then that is what you should do. And then have a self-talk about yourself by understanding exactly what you can do better. We, we cannot do every, everything. So most of the time when I come across someone and say, oh, you know, I also do this, I also do this, I also do this. I'm like, okay, that's, that's a first indication to say you're definitely confused about what you should do. So we need to really uh, get that passion, have that uh, mission ahead of us, and it's, it will be capable to drive us through. Mm-hmm. Just to add to that, Luke, it's not all the time that I've been successful doing uh, book writing. I remember there was a period where I went for three months. No one was, no one was interested in writing a book. If I wasn't yeah. for the month, I would say, okay, you know what, I quit. Uh, but after that period, I had about five people that came in a month, got into the program, and why? The passion keeps you going when things are not going well. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much for that. And you mentioned those three keys to success uh, in terms of being a coach. You mentioned passion. It's the first one to focus and potential. And 
you talked a lot about passion. This is something that you have to love or enjoy doing, and it, money can't be the primary reason why. Uh, obviously, that can only take you so far, and it'll kick you out, as you said. Uh, <laughs> and so yeah, I remember one time listening to an interview by Oprah Winfrey, and she said that she does what she does because she loves it, not and the money's just a bonus. She only saw the money as just an added bonus. Uh, but she had passion, and and the passion sees you through. The passion gives you the resilience, the perseverance, the grit that you need when times go rough. Because you said for a few months you, you weren't getting any clients, but you still stuck with it. Then yeah. uh, over time the clients came, and so that that's so important, having that grit and whatnot. And people can feel the passion. They can feed off that passion and understand, you know, that you're that you're authentic, that you're not trying to just make money, that you truly want to help others and provide value. And it goes back to uh, what you said earlier, that that is sort of like your life purpose. You want to, your North Star, you like to, to add value to others, and that's why you help to improve things in, in the community and whatnot. So uh, definitely thank you so much for that advice. And I'm curious, what did, um, uh, sure, uh, what advice would you give to entrepreneurs and whatnot when it comes to finding a good coach or, uh, and it could be a business coach or book writing coach. Now, obviously they can go to you, which I think is an excellent decision, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> let's say you're on vacation or let's say you have your, your hands full with a whole bunch of clients. Um, what, how should they go about searching for the best coach? Yeah, um, that that's a great question, and that is also where uh, a lot of people kind of get to the point where they might believe that coaching doesn't work or is not worth it. It's because they're making the wrong decision on who they need to coach them. For instance, um, if you want a coach, you want someone that has been in the space that you've been and that has taken a couple of steps uh, in front of you. And I said, this is where a lot of people make a mistake by going to look for someone that is really high above there. And I just said that, for instance, uh, if you just at the beginning of your career and you get into the space to be coached by, say, uh, Tony Robbins, um, he's going to give you excellent strategy to succeed. But you will not be able to leverage those strategies because your foundation is not tough enough to pull along with that. And you're going to realize that the more you try to implement them, the more you get a block. Why? Because you have not beat yourself to the point where you may want to pull with that. So you first of all want to look at someone that is not too far from you but really making some great success. It's really common. It's also building the way you want to build. And then when you start learning from them, they are going to put it in a better platform where you can now take a higher leap. So finding a coach is about identifying people you can connect with, people that represent the value you want to communicate, and let them hold your hand. Wow. Thank you so much for that. And you mentioned that you want to find someone who's a few steps ahead of you, uh, which is so critical and so important. Uh, not many steps, but just, you know, a couple steps ahead and has yeah. to be someone obviously you connect with and for someone who could, you know, help guide you, hold your hand and whatnot. 
And I think that's excellent advice in terms of how to find a coach. So many people you mentioned pick the wrong type of coach, and it hinders them, hurts them. But they, it's so important to, to nail this decision down right. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for that advice. And I'm curious, uh, I'd, I'd be uh, remiss if I didn't mention or talk about this or bring this up. Uh, obviously, there's a high failure rate with businesses. Uh, most new businesses fail within the first few years. Um, why is that, and, and, and what should entrepreneurs do to, to turn that around? All right. The, the, for me, based on my observations and based of, on also the study I've, I've done, the reason so many people fail because they, they get into the wrong business. The wrong business is they're evaluating what is the return in investment, and they're not considering about, am I passionate about this? They're not going down to look for a server for the information they really need. I did uh, uh, mentoring with SCORE, and with SCORE, we, we have like, people that want to get into start a business. They're looking for advice on what to get in with. And when you talk to about 90% of people that work in there, they're thinking, oh, if I have my own business, I don't have to work for someone else. I'll be my own boss. That's not a reason to start a business. And that's why when they get in there and they realize within the first uh, couple of months and within the first years of your business, you need to work even more than working for someone else. They say, oh, no, I didn't bargain for this. So to avoid a failure is for people to really do the assessment, invest their energy in the right, in the right area. Investing the energy in the right area, my, my first most important point is that what? Pay someone that has been in that space to help you out. And why do you want to pay them? People say, oh, can they help me for free? Uh, must I need to pay? The 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 the, the, the code is up. Free resources are, are never going to get you out of your comfort zone. When you pay mm-hmm. for something, you put more value. And how mm-hmm. much you invest is going to determine on the value you put in. So if someone offers to help you for free as a startup, turn it down. Put in some money. That's, that's, that's a currency. The, the reason you're investing that is because you want to get that out. But if you invest nothing, you wouldn't get any stuff out of it, and you wouldn't definitely take it serious. So if we're able to, many people get into the space of seeking uh, for professional advice and get into the space of paid mentorship, they will cherish the value of starting a business, and they would do anything it takes to keep it. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for that. And apparently uh, people are making uh, the, uh, bad decisions or the thinking is not correct uh, for a lot of entrepreneurs. They pick the wrong type of business, you mentioned, and they may go in business for the wrong reasons. Some just go into business because they want to be their own boss, but then they realize they're working more hours than they did when they were an employee. And <laughs> so yeah. uh, I guess that's a, they're, they're in for a, kind of a shock when they realize that. Um, okay. and you, miss, <laughs> and, uh, you mentioned the idea of leaving the comfort zone, which I think is so important. You have to pay money for good coaching because when you pay money psychologically, subconsciously, you take it more seriously as opposed to if it's free, you're not going to respect it. You're not going to follow through. So that's so important. And if you pay a lot of money, you're more likely to, you know, take it more seriously because you realize that you put money into it. It's an investment. You don't want your investment to go to waste. So 
that's another thing people need to realize. You have to pay good money for good coaching and whatnot. And the more money you pay, the more invested, the more likely you're going to be committed. So um, I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Um, we don't really respect things that are that are just free. You know, there's no value when something's free, so to speak. And there is something to that. Um, I'm curious now, you've mentioned a lot of uh, important life lessons uh, that can apply to anyone, not just entrepreneurs or coaches, but to, to anyone. And uh, I'm, I'm curious, in addition to what you've mentioned, what other life lessons have you learned yourself or from others that you'd love to share with us? All right, thank you. Uh, I would say one of the most important life lessons I've learned is the fact that most often people react not based on, I mean, people react to you or people react to uh, what you're doing or your relationship with people. It's most often based on not you, but how what uh, how they feel. A uh, practical example, for instance, if I'm having this conversation with you, uh, I feel like I'm intimidated with the questions you're asking me. I'm going to get offended. Now, I'm not getting offended because you're asking me the wrong question just because it's a way for me to defend myself. So I've learned to be able to build better relationship with people by separating their words from them. So I treat you differently. If at any particular point uh, you you you're definitely not operating in in a good way, I would just say, "Oh, he's going through a moment." And this is really helped me to build better relationship, not to be offended with people. Because when you're offended with people, what happens? You're also giving yourself a burden. And other important lessons I've learned is the fact that. Uh, most often, the public image doesn't really give value to the person. Why? Because we can leverage a lot to show up strong. And we always have to build relationships beyond the public image in order to really understand what value people can bring on board. Uh, and which is why it is necessary if you're looking for a coach, if you're looking for uh, someone that you want to have. You want to go ahead and take uh, that, those couple of steps to build a relationship with them to understand what they're offering in order to step into their space. And that is also going to help you avoid a lot of time that uh, you might be wasting talking to the wrong people. And most often, and this is kind of, I think, my most important life lesson I've learned, is the fact that no matter where I am, no matter where I find myself, I don't see myself as being in a disadvantageous position. I always see myself as you are the best and everything is possible. You can do this. Now, with that high positive mindset, I've been able to do uh, a lot within a short time. So we need to be able to leverage our thinking. And now there's a technique I teach uh, uh, authors that help them to be able to write and finish in 48 hours. And the techniques are simple as this. Mm. Most often, we have been trained to 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 we are we have been trained to do things the way it's been seen by the by the standard of what it should be. So at any point in time, your brain is trying to compare what you are doing. 
to what is out there. And because of that, it needs to take so much time to process ideas because it's, it's processing. It's like you're running a computer, it's running too many stuff. So when, when we get into the space of book writing, one of the key advice is say, hey, you need to shut the outer part of your brain, which is, am I good enough? What would X say? What if I don't put it in a way that people will like it? And you want to implement the inner brain that is, I am the best. And whatsoever I'm putting in here is authentic and it's going to give a lot of value. Immediately you rewrite your brain in that mode, you'll be fascinated to see how creative you can be in less than no time. It has been one of the most powerful tools for our authors. And most often when they go back to read their book, it's like, oh, I can't imagine I wrote all of this. This is so good. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's been really, really powerful. Yeah. So believe in yourself. You can do it. You don't need any other person to approve. Just talk to yourself inside, and if you can do it, then you can do it. Wow. Thank you so much for that. And it just goes to show people are, are capable of a lot more than they think they are. And uh, it, Right. And it reminds me of a quote by Nelson Mandela, who said that, uh, uh, I think it was, I may not be getting the quote right, but he said something that people don't understand, that they may be fearful that they're not a failure, but they're powerful beyond measure. And um, I know I'm butchering the quote, but it's something along those lines. You may have heard it before. Yes. Yeah. I I also have one of those quotes that are very close to my head, uh, which is, which is, uh, what actually really helped me to step into the sea of coaching, and mm-hmm. that's what it is. Uh, the only key to success is when you understand you can do more than what you're doing. Immediately, mm-hmm. you tell yourself you're capable of more. You you start doing more. But wow. if you tell yourself you cannot do more, there is no way you can do more. Wow. 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 And uh, I love that. It reminds me of a quote by Henry Ford who said that if you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. And it's interesting um, that uh, you said you, you thought to yourself that you are the best and you were able to, to do, accomplish a lot in a short time. It just opens up your brain when, um, when, you, do, when you do that. It's like, and it's not magic. Uh, it's not, uh, you know, it's like uh, I was reading a book that said that, you know, what happens is when you think positively, you see more opportunities. When you when you think yeah. about red cars, you go out and you see all these red cars. And, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're always there, but, you know, you, yeah. you have to tune the antenna, so to speak. And so it definitely is a powerful tool. Uh, I, I guess some would call it the law of attraction. Uh, yeah. Others call it something else. And, but uh, I definitely uh, believe in it. I believe it uh, to be true and whatnot. Um, so definitely, um, thank you so much uh, for that great advice. And uh, I'm curious, um, what, uh, what book recommendations do you give to people? Ooh. <laughs> a lot of books, there, there are a lot of books out there, and any recommendation I'm going to give it's going to be on uh, what people really want. But one of those big recommendations I always give to people is a book by Rick Warren. It's called The Purpose Driven Life. So it decided The Purpose Driven Life. What on earth am I here for? 
it's written by uh, Rick Warren, and it's one of my favorite books. Why? Because it's about you. It's about what am I capable of doing. And why is it my favorite book? We have been detached to think that someone else needs to give us a job. Someone mm-hmm. else needs need to recommend us to do something. Someone else. And if someone else is not doing it, then uh, why are they not doing it for me? Why are they, why is no one really bothered about me? Why is the government not doing this? But this book says, you say, you can do this. You should be the one doing it. And, and the moment you start blaming people for your success and your failure, you automatically step into a space where there is no way you can say. The only reason why people say is because they're going to say, oh, you know what, the taxes are very high, I can do this. You know what, um, uh, they did not really uh, put in all the resources to help me. You know what, the system is shut down, there is nothing I can do. And when you realize that, there is no one else to blame except you, then you will start putting ahead. Mm. Wonderful. Definitely. I'm going to... Uh check out this book uh, by Rick Morin, The Purpose Driven Life. It, it sounds like it has an amazing message, the idea of personal responsibility that uh, obviously goes back to what I said earlier. You know, Life is 10% what happens to you, 90% how you respond. And so many people blame failure on, on so, much, so many other things, but, uh, but it's all up to the individual uh, to take responsibility and succeed. And, and thinking positively is one of those ways to do that. So, and there's a lot of resources out there, um, lot, and uh, you know, there's lots of books to read. Uh, you can get a life coach or a business coach to help you succeed. So it is possible. Um, so definitely, thank you so much for that. I am definitely going to check out that book and read it. And, of course, you've written several books yourself, um, and are you going to be writing more? And obviously you help others to write books. Are you going to be writing any more books yourself, I'm sure? Uh, yes. I'm working on two books now. And one of them, I think about uh, the recent one that I was out there, which I'm going to recommend for everyone to read, is the Book Writing for Entrepreneurs. And the reason why that book is really outstanding is because it's not just about book writing, it's about business, it's about how you find the right person and need who you have and write a love letter to them so that they understand that you care about them and they're going to look for you to help them. That's just the concept of writing for entrepreneurs. Now, the two books I'm working on now, one is called Understanding the Pain Point. And when I'm talking about a pain point, that's the point where decisions are taken. That's the point where people make decisions either to go ahead or to go back. Imagine that point where life has pushed you to a point where you say, you know what, I'm going to do everything it takes to survive. That is the point where you start seeing positivity. And that is the, that's the baseline for coaching. Why? Because if at any point, not for coaching, for high-ticket coaching, if at any point in time I'm able to identify why someone would take an action, and people take action because they're in pain, because they want mm-hmm. to overcome, because they want to skip to the next level, immediately you can identify that specific pinpoint that mm-hmm. is them look for what they're looking for, yeah. then money is never going to be an issue for them. For instance, mm-hmm. when, when I wanted to really write a book um, and, and I got to this space of my coach, when I got mm-hmm. there, 
the 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 amount that uh she was charging to court i definitely did not have that amount anywhere but because i needed it badly i went to the point where i had to even put my car as a collateral to get money to pay for that service now mm-hmm. that's because at that point she understood what i was going through she understood what i needed immediately she did that i was like oh wow this is what i've been looking for and I've had also several people that are doing the book with me. They say, hey, this is exactly what I've been looking for because I've gone through all of these people and I was missing this. So when we understand that, uh, it's a very powerful book. Another one which is going to be out in the next uh, couple of weeks, about three weeks or so, it's called Overcoming the Money Challenge in Business. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it just... Uh, the way I look at stuff and the way I've been able to claim my own company, money is never my challenge. And I always say to myself, you know what? You are the resource. If you are the resource, it means you can recreate. You can create whatsoever you need in order to do what you need to do. So mm-hmm. I don't go by saying, oh, I don't have money. Oh, I can't have a loan. No, I'm the resource. How can mm-hmm. I use that resource to get what I need? And which is a big factor uh, that that really help anyone that have an entrepreneurial mm. mindset not to be limited by money. And there are many other ideas that are going to come up along the line. So I just enjoy writing. Wonderful. Uh, I can tell. <laughs> um, you've written several books already, and you have uh, a few more on the way. I'm definitely going to check out uh, the books that you've written and definitely keep me posted on the books, uh, the new ones, when they come out. Uh, I'll be the first person online to buy them. And so you have at least one customer already. I'm sure plenty more. (laughs) So uh, definitely going to check that out. And um, I'm curious, uh, are you ever going to start or create your own podcast? I think it'd be great. Mm, Yeah. Um, I started recording already, and the name of my podcast is My Facebook. So I'm interviewing people who wrote their first book, what it really meant for them, what it took them, and other stuff. So I had already one interview in. Uh, definitely going to uh, – I'm, I'm going back to all my authors. I have about 20-plus authors now, and I'm mm-hmm. running those interviews. In, I should be releasing it very soon. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Um, so uh, I'm going to be checking out the podcast. So you have at least one listener, and you have to start – Somewhere, of course, so I, I will be listening. Um, definitely, please uh, keep me posted on that. And, you know, writing a book is something, um, you know, I'd love to do at some point uh, for uh, whether it's a biography or whether it's uh, for the, you know, business that I have. Um, so definitely uh, would love to keep you in mind for that, of course, And because uh, I understand the value of writing a book. It's, it's like the most important business card you could have. So, uh <laughs> Uh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, so, uh, again, thank you so much for that. I, I just wanted to say that this has been a very enlightening and uh, inspiring and educational conversation. I've, I've learned so much from you, um, Ken, and I'm sure the audience has as well. And I want to thank them uh, for listening and to thank you for being a guest. Can you go ahead and describe all the ways people can reach out and get in touch with you if they, if they can use or if they know someone who can use your services or to put a dynamic center of influence in their network? Yes, um, one of the best ways for people to reach me is to find me with my name, Francis Mbunya, on social media. 
send a direct uh, message. It's the easiest way. You can also find a lot of what I do on my website, theauthorspot.com, authors with an S. And there's quite some information there, not only for people that are looking forward to write uh, a highly profitable book, but also for entrepreneurs. Because I said, book writing is, is the act of selling. How, how good can you sell yourself? And that's just what an entrepreneur needs to get to the next level. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. And the information you just provided will be uh, available for people to see and read it in the episode description area. So they'll, they'll be there. Uh, so, again, um, I want to thank you so much for, for being a guest and, and also thank you to the audience. Do you want to leave us with any uh, last word or final send-off? Oh, thank you very much. I'm going to leave a couple of words for all the listeners. A, a platform like this is what is going to build you for success. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to a lot of motivational uh, videos that can really get me to the next level. And for everyone out there, there are four main important aspects you need in order to get to your next level. First, no matter what you're doing, you need clarity. Look for where you need to get clarity. It might be hiring a coach. It might be listening to a motivational piece like this. Get the clarity you need. And when you get the clarity, automatically you're going to build the confidence. And when you start talking confidently, people are going to ask for what you have because people are seeing your value. And after that, it's going to be easier for the return, the reward of value. The reward of value is the money to come along. So don't start with the money. Start with clarity, build the confidence, and then create the value and any other stuff is going to follow. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that, um, and thank you for coming on as a guest, and thank you to, to the audience for listening. Um, I'm going to see you guys in the next episode. Everyone, uh, have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, and, and bye-bye. Hey, guys, before you go, just real quick, um, if you can just do me a favor, if you can head over uh, to the uh, Apple Podcast app, and if you're not there already, and if you can leave me a five-star review, that would be great. Um, if you love the show, if you can just go ahead and do that, and that will help uh, to spread the word about the show, and other people can enjoy the show as much as you do. And so if you can do that, that would mean the world to me. And also, if you want to email me uh, with any feedback or any praise or support, um, please feel free to go ahead and do that. And you can also email me to request to be put on our email list. Uh, so uh, we can uh, send you out emails uh, when new episodes come out. So uh, thank you very much for being a fan of the show. Thank you for listening to the show and supporting the show. So if you can do that, go out and give us a, a five-star review on the Apple Podcast uh, app. Uh, that would be great. And if you can email us, so we can put you on the email list and email us with feedback and praise. That would be amazing. Uh, thank you so much, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.